Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. This, this last song that, that, that we sang, um, when we sang that, I, I looked it up in Jeremiah, um, Ezekiel. And God said to Ezekiel, prophesy over these bones. And he gave them the words, because he asked him first, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus say the Lord to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. God can do that. And we, we sang a couple of songs this morning that, that just made me realize we serve an awful God. And before I carry on, I, I want Marifa to read that scripture again. And if we can listen to that and take it to our hearts. So Jesus said in John 14, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If it were not so, if it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I'll come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am, and you'll know the way that I'm going. No, we don't know, Lord, said Thomas. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know? the way. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had already known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him, and I have, and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and we'll be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Amen. Thanks, Marifa. When he, when he read that scripture, especially that last where Jesus said, if you know me, you know the Father. And also, very important for me, is the, we started when he said, he, he's going to prepare place for us that's why he came and that's on his heart to go and prepare a place for us and I can't remember which translation says mansions if we are dreaming about having a mansion or a nice house in this world there's mansions waiting for us obviously we need we need to run the race and I want to talk today, before, before I start, but I want to talk about walking with God. 
But before I start, I just want to remind us of a couple of the, the songs we sang this morning. And, you know, I sometimes get emotional when I think about this. And when I read the Bible, some places I really start sobbing. Um, especially one part is where Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. And I think about that situation. And you know what? There's scripture that says God planned it. He sent Joseph ahead of his brothers. Why? To prepare his, his nation, to, to support them, to guide them, to be their God. We sang this morning, the first, the first before, before the announcements, We sang, open up the heavens. And today is on my heart, and the scriptures I, I want to read and share with you is just when, when I see those people and I see what they did and how they lived, and I can think for myself what those guys did is they asked God to open the heavens and showed him to, showed him to them that they can understand his greatness. They, they can worship him. We sang all of that this morning. We worship the only true living God. Sometimes, unfortunately, what happens in, in, in our lives is we, we grow up with religion. I grew up with religion. When I was small, I went to church every Sunday. We had Sunday school. We did all the good things and all the things that many of the bad people out there don't do. And over the years, at some point when I was like 14 or 15 years, I got God showed me I'm lost when I was 14. And it took me another five years, no, another four years, before I gave my, my life to, to Jesus. That was a year when, when I was in the years we were at school, we called it matric, I think it's grade 12 now, whatever. Yeah. <coughs> but still... There was a lot of religion. There was form. There was things that we believed in that we did regularly. We went to church. And I don't want to give too many details of that, but some of that holds us back. A lot of that holds us back because why? Because it's a form. And I pray today that, that we will get to the point where we read the Word of God as the Word of God and that we will do it. That our hearts will change. Somebody prayed before church this morning that, that it's, it's a spiritual thing that needs to happen in our hearts. 
It's not knowledge. We do Bible school. We do the encounter series in this church. We do ministry training. We do a lot of training. But at the end, it's not the knowledge I have. I can, I can recite the Bible from the beginning to the end. Genesis 1 verse 1 to Revelation. Is it 23 verse 22 or 22 verse 23? I can't remember. But we can recite the whole Bible. <clears throat> and you know that the Jews, when they... Well, I think the men specifically, when they were... Um, know the word from out of the heads. They need to know it, recite it. They took the word seriously. But for them, it became a form in another way. When, when we were talking about disciples and making disciples over the last month or two in this church, and we talk about the, the follow and the fellowship and the fishing, I was thinking by myself, why, why do we talk about this? And why will I, some of us, maybe when we had that writing and say, write yourself how, how you do on, on this fishing. And, I, and I, I had to look at myself and say, where do I stand? I remember when we were um, very young, we, we sang an um, Afrikaans song. I don't know if it exists in English. Moet ek gaan met hande. Is there any of the Afrikaans, all the Afrikaans people that can remember that song? The, the, words, the words is basically, must I go with empty hands? Must I meet my Lord like this? No soul led to him. And I, I think again, why, why, what's it, what makes the difference between knowing that we need to make disciples and actively making disciples? And when I, when I heard this scripture this morning, and this couple of things that I, that I read over the last two weeks, I, I realized, I re just realized again, it's a relationship. It is how we walk with God. Do we take His word serious? Did He, did he change my heart that, that I want to do, that I want to spend time with Him, I want to be with Him, I want to praise Him, I want to. And if I don't, then I need to go on my knees and ask him, God, change my heart so that I want to do it. I remember we did that a couple of years ago, well, many years ago. Um, we had a discussion and, and I said, you know what, we sang the songs, but I, it, it's, I don't feel there's something wrong. And then I, somebody said, they can't sing the song, but they will change the words and say, God, change my heart that I want to serve you, that I want to love you. Um, I just want to ask a question and see. Who knows about the, the sorry, who knows about the song of Miriam? 
Is it, is it the song of Miriam or is it the song of Moses? Okay, there's a song of Moses. Is it right? Is it the song of Moses or is it the song of God? You know when that happened? At Sinai, God told Moses, he said, write this word and read it to the, to the people and let them take it by heart. It's a song. It's, I, I'm not sure exactly where in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy it is. Um, Exodus 15, thanks. Exodus 15, go and read that song. It's amazing. Today, today is, uh, is um, the Jewish holiday or part of the Jewish holiday, Yom Kippur. Do you, know, do you know about it? Do you know where Yom Kippur comes from? It started also the Mount of Sinai, just after they worshipped the golden calf and Moses came down. And he got very angry, and he pleaded before God for the, for the um, people, that, and God forgave them. And this is where the Day of Atonement started for the Jews. Until today, they, they keep it over two days. They started last night, and they will carry on until tomorrow. And what they do, and this is what I want to read to us today. It's my very, very last slide. But I'll jump back afterwards because there's something I, w I really want to share, what I've seen. But it's Psalm 27. Now, this is a psalm that the Jews read for 40 days, up every morning and every evening, with a scripture as a prayer to God before before the Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the day that they be, um, de, de, that they ask God to forgive them and be with them and guide them and give them the freedom to serve Him. So that's a Day of Atonement, is confessing of sins. Now, the psalm is Psalm 27 of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, when adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise, ar arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will, that, will I, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To go, for he will hide me and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. 
and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Or some version, some the translations say joyful noise. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not. O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, the strong and let your heart take courage. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Isn't this all that we've sung this morning? Almost everything that, that's in this scripture was in the songs that we sang before. And I just realize that this is God talking to us as a congregation. Let us get before him and ask him to open the gates of heaven to fill us with his Holy Spirit that, that we can live like he wants us to live, not like we want to live. I actually wanted to read the whole Bible because... Um, I just feel, you know, if we want to understand God and His greatness, we need to start and read the whole thing. And, but it's only going to take us 74 hours. You know that. If you read the Bible from beginning to the end and you read it one stroke, it's 74 hours of reading. You can do it. I really pray that we have a love for the Word of God that we will read, read, read. And that's why we also started the Bible reading group in the church. If you haven't joined us, I want to invite you to join us because I pray that, that that will be something that God is going to do in this church, that we will get together and we will share what God is saying to us because we spend time with Him. Like somebody else said a week or two ago, I can I can I know something about Jesus because I listened to that and that and that person who talked about Jesus, but I don't read the Bible. I I, re, I read about the mighty God, but I don't read the Bible. I don't go into the, His Word and learn from Him what He's saying. And I want my on my heart is that He will do change my heart that that I can really spend time with Him every day. We can't spend enough time in the Word of God. Walking with God, there are three, three men in the, in the Old Testament that, 
that was specifically mentioned that the Bible said he walked with God. Do you know who the three men were? Noah, Enoch, the last one I didn't know. I, I actually, when I searched for it, I found it. Because in some translations it doesn't show clearly. Levi. Do you know who Levi was? Now, if we start with, if we start with Noah. No, before I start, before I go to Noah. I'm jumping around a little bit. Um, I'm just looking for that scripture. There's a, there's a scripture in Matthew. Maybe you can help me. I've, it's one, it's on in my slides. I just can't find it now. Yeah, Matthew five verse sixteen. Matthew in his gospel writes that Jesus explained to humbly walk with God is to live in such a way that others might see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That is the New Testament definition of walking with God. God said in his word, be holy because I am holy. Do we understand? I, I don't understand what holy means. I think I do, but do I really understand it? Do I live a holy life before God? I want to get back to that. I hope I, rem I remember to get back to that. But if we go back to Noah, Noah was instructed by God. And the reason, if we read that Matthew scripture, Matthew, Noah lived a life worthy of God. He was in contact. He, wor he walked with God. If, you, if we think of walking life with anybody, a best friend, I can't walk with him. This is now not, this is emotionally, not physically. I, in any case, physically, I can't walk with somebody if he walks a different direction than I do. And it's the same with the spiritual thing. I can't walk with anybody on a spiritual path if we don't walk in the same direction. Noah, Levi, Enoch walked with God. Levi is something very special. We'll get to that now. But Noah, we know Noah's story. And I, I'm not going to read that scripture. There's um, on the, my f f fifth and sixth slide. It, it does say the instructions. It just tells us the instructions that God gave to Noah of how he, he needed to build the ark. And then at the end of that, it said, some of, one of the translations say, Noah did exactly what God told him to do. The plan of the ark was not Noah's idea. It was an instruction from God. If we can have the slide of the ark, 
I think I showed it last year. It was about a year ago when, when I showed it in the church as well. We've been privileged to be at that ark encounter in Kentucky in the, in the United States. And they, what they did is they did a lot of research on how the ark looked in Noah's time. And they, they built it as according to their research how they think it looked. It is a massive thing. Now, that is from the side, and that, that is something I just read from, um, that just, I, I was reading about walking with God, and I just saw that thing about uh, Henry Ford, and I thought, well, this is a business, a well-known businessman, and he sent something, and I just put it up there, because it, it struck me. But if, you look, if we look at the next slide, a little bit of more detail on, on the arc, you can see different views. Isn't there another one? Or did that slide disappear? Slide, I think it's my seventh slide. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an arc from different angles, and you can see how massive it is. It took Noah hundred, uh, no, 75 years. That is, it seems like that's the estimate. Some people say 100. <coughs> But the, the, the guys who did this, it's um, the guys from Creation Ministries, uh, Answers in Genesis, their research say it's probably 75 years for Noah to build this ark. When Noah started to build that ark, he didn't know what was coming. It's only later when God revealed to him what's going to happen. And in the scripture, it says God wanted to wipe out the earth, everybody, and he decided he's going to take Noah and his family and all the animals, and you can see that massive door that all the animals had to come through. There's only that one door. And if you, if you go to that one day, it, it's just amazing to see how massive that is and how in details it was built, and it was all God's plan. God gave it to Noah, and because he was obedient, God gave him, because he walked with God, God gave him that instruction, and that is how God established his, his new nation. Because we know every, everybody on earth was wiped out. It's only Noah and his family and that animals that, that survived. After Noah or actually before Noah, and we know very little about him. There's only, that was the one that's very f familiar to most of us, Enoch. In Genesis 5 verse 24, it just say, Enoch walked with God and he was not, he was not, for God took him. And then in Hebrews 11 verse 5, they referred back to Enoch and they say, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Think about the, the Matthew scripture, pleasing God. This is what these guys understood. They didn't live for themselves. They lived for God. Levi, and again, I'm not going to read the whole. Actually, we, we read more in 
um, Malachi about Levi then in, um, I think that's in Deuteronomy, but I'm not sure. I didn't write it down, but in Malachi, it refers to Levi, and I wasn't aware of a covenant with Levi. How many of you were aware of a covenant with Levi? Have you read that? Very few of us. It's, it's in the scripture. You, you can read that um, Malachi part. There was a covenant with Levi for the prophets of that time. And God referred to that through Malachi. What, what's important about Malachi, um, Levi Uh, sorry, my paper's got a bit messed up here. Slide 11. I think it's the next slide. Not two slides on. Or 12. But I'm going to sum it up. <clears throat> Levi walked with God. He was a righteous man. There it is. Levi stood in awe of God's name. He had a referential fear of God. True instructions were in Levi's mouth. He knew God's will and faithfully taught others. Unrighteousness was not found on Levi's lips. He did not speak evil or unclean things. Levi walked in peace and uprightness. His life was pure and good. Levi turned many back from iniquity. He had a strong moral influence on the lives of many. Levi walked with God. Noah walked with God. And Enoch walked with God. And then I, I want to just take us back to Psalm 27. We've read it already. <clears throat> but if we can put that up again, and I just want every one of us just to read through that psalm. And if, if you read it, look at your own heart. Think about Levi... Noah and Enoch that walked with God and the scripture in the New Testament telling us what does walking with God means. And I ask myself, do I understand the greatness of God? Is that greatness in my heart? Is that do I have that, can I say, passion in my heart to serve him, to follow him? We sang that this morning. No matter what. You know, the, in, in all these guys' lives, they had, they had difficulties. 
Noah was building the ark in the middle of nowhere. People were like making fun of him. There's no water. What's happening here? But God knows what he, ha what he had to do, and God told him to do that. And Noah carried on to do what he had to do because God told him to do. All of these people had other issues. If we look at, if we look at testimonies of, of Christians afterwards, and I, 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 I like to read testimonies of people um, in the Roman Empire time, and I read, I read one the other day, uh, of a Willem, I can't remember the guy's name. He was running away from, from the Roman soldiers. And it was in the middle of the winter, across a, a frozen river. And the guys, one of the guys chasing him fell through the ice and was busy drowning in the icy water. So this Willem turned around and he saved this guy. And they captured him and he lost his life. And that is a testimony of Christians in those times. That's how they lived. In our times, it looks different. What is the challenges I have to break with the things of this world? That I, according to Colossians 1 verse 10 to 11, so that I might be living in a manner worthy of the Lord and fully pleasing to Him. As, you hear, as I bear fruit, and I'm changing the, the, a little bit the wording, while doing all kinds of good things and growing in the full knowledge of God. We are being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that we might patiently endure everything with joy. We have different challenges in our time today. And I'm going to mention one that, that, that I see as a big problem in our time. Social media. Social media make people different than what they really are. I remember I walked in a couple of restaurants, places over the last year, and I saw the sign here and in the States. It's quite interesting where they say, they haven't got Wi-Fi, pretend it's 1991 and talk to each other. How often do we see people on phones, in a conversation, don't know what they're doing. I was guilty of that many times in my life. Until very recently, I realized, but this is, this is past terrible. This is really bad. We were invited to, to a dinner one evening, and the host sort of greeted us. We were sitting on table, having conversation, and the host was sitting on his phone. Didn't talk one single word with us. Not a single word. And I look at that and I, I say to myself, this, we need to change this. 
I need to change it. I can't expect somebody else to change it. I need to change what I am doing wrong. And this is something we as Christians, I think, need to ask ourselves, is how often do we do things, and our social media is the one. There are many more. <coughs> Pride, sport. If you feel terrible about last night, I want to say you need to repent. It was, it, was, it was only a game. In 100 years from now, it's going to mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. But it's true. And we ask in between, how do we talk? How do we talk when we are in between other people? If I'm in a conversation with, with people who live for their rugby, and they are down in the dumps about last night, and and I chip in and I say, oh, but that ref and that and that. And I talk exactly the same thing. What testimony do I have? Does that look like somebody walking with God? I ask myself all the time. And I can pray to God to change my heart. That I, that I can change more and more and more to be like Jesus. I doubt if Jesus would sit in a cell phone if he was here today, sitting in a, a cell phone in a restaurant where everybody... I've seen once at a restaurant, like, I don't know how many people around the table. Nobody talked to each other. All of them on the phones. This is what we do. And we look at Facebook and we see, this is the, this is the person, that Facebook profile is what, um, what we know, what we see, what we what we tell the world I am, but that, that's not me. That is something I pretend to be. I, I look at that and I, and I think to myself, oh, where do we stand as Christians? And I'm coming back to my question what is right in the beginning. And I, and I ask myself, why? What is the difference of me being a disciple maker or just knowing about the fact that we need to make disciples according to what Jesus said in Matthew 28. Go and make disciples and teaching to obey me and do what I want them to do. A disciple is somebody who follows Jesus. So I'm, I, I talked a lot now and I actually wanted us to read that what... The scripture is, is gone now. So my, 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 my request today is, if we, can, if we can read that scripture, if we can get, just get it on again, read that psalm and ask God to talk to my heart, to change my heart. So that what we sang this morning, I mean, I do what he wants me to do. I live. But if I can, yeah. So I, on your own time, just read through that and pray and ask God just to show if there's anything in, in your life that maybe is holding you back from making that 
total commitment of no matter what, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to do what he wants me to do. And after, after you've read that, and the band is going to sing a little bit, but um, I want to invite you to stay just in focus on, on God. Pray to him. Ask him to show you what he needs you to, to know. And if you feel you want to go for a coffee, there's some coffee outside, and we'll have a pray a bit later. And if you want to come forward for anybody to pray with you for something specific, uh, feel free to come. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.org.